MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Garage Podcast. I'm Kyle Hamilton, along with Connor Radigan and Cam Hart. And today we have a very, very legendary, um, notable guest. He doesn't look like KJ because KJ is not here. He's <laughs> taking place for KJ. Um, but you guys may know him as a NFL Hall of Famer, Notre Dame legend, but he's currently just uh, another Notre Dame student <laughs> and uh, get him coming back to get his d- degree. But Jerome Bettis, thank you for joining us today. Oh, no Appreciate problem. Thanks coming, for having man. me. Thank Appreciate, you. Appreciate you coming. Yeah, so obviously we all know who you are. I'm sure everybody <laughs> listening knows who you are. And uh, it's kind of crazy uh, that we can get you on here. And so I'm super excited. We're all pumped to get you. Definitely. And uh, we're this is going to be a fun, fun little hour. So let's <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, how'd for your, sure. How's your journey been so far on campus? Uh, it's been, uh, it, you know. Realistically. Yeah. So, so the idea was much greater than, than the reality. You know, the idea of it, oh, yeah, you come back. It'll be quick. You get your degree and bang, it's over. Yeah. And then, but in reality, coming back and then the class load and then the classes, and I'm looking like, what? <laughs> you know? And so you look at the syllabus, right? You're like, oh, my goodness, right? And, and, it's the same for and, us, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and, and so the, the issue becomes like, man, I. I didn't. I didn't plan for this, right? Mm. This wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> I, it, it sounded good, but but the reality of having to uh, grind, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm grinding Sheesh. because the it's not a, a fluff schedule. Uh, if you, will. It's, um, you know, I got kind of thrown in the deep water, yeah. and I got to swim. So, right, right. Uh, but but fortunately, it's only this one semester, and mm, I'm done. So done. I'm willing to I'm willing to put the work in. Sheesh. How are you able to just go from like thirty? years removed from school until oh. business analytics at Notre Dame. Oh. Yeah, what are you, what are you majoring in? So I was a, uh, I'm a business major. Gotcha. And, and gotcha. so, and for me, the business side of it, it, you know, it's always been something that I've been um, 
comfortable with. Obviously, mm. right now, currently, uh, I, I own a couple businesses, so uh, mm. I, I know business, but I don't know the book philosophy yeah. in business, right? It's much <laughs> yeah, different, it's much, much different. different. Yeah. So, so for me, it's, it's just been learning terminology, learning equations, uh, you know, the real life uh, product, I understand, but this is taking a step back and, and learning in a totally different way. So it's, it's been interesting. It's been difficult, but it has been interesting because I believe all the things that I am learning, uh, here I can use in the business world dealing with uh, businesses and, and that kind of thing. So I, it's going to be a benefit ultimately, uh, but it has been a challenge. <laughs> I will That's say funny. that. That's what, uh, what is like the, the, the biggest changes on campus from like when you're a student to now? Wow. Uh, man, the biggest changes is that when – when I was here, it, you didn't have as many places where you could kind of just hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at Duncan. Right. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. the fortune was there, but nobody, I mean, you went, mm-hmm. you went in and you was like in and out, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you grabbed something to eat or you did something, but it, it wasn't a place where you just kind of hang out. And, and I just see more and more places on campus mm-hmm. that, that allow right. you that freedom. Uh, and so I think that's one. Uh, one of the other big technologies that you know it's not really spoke of is the is the um, the little uh, scooters. Because everybody had to walk, and yeah. so for us it was bikes. You uh, had to ride a bike, right? right? right. Yeah, everybody had a bike, and so <laughs> you saw bikes just piled up everywhere mm-hmm. because everybody, you know, bikes was that was the, the mode of transportation. So mm-hmm. yeah. to see to see the the difference is uh, is pretty crazy. Gotcha. Was it was a being a student athlete back then a lot different than being a student athlete now, uh, like on campus at Notre Dame? You think? I, I think it was. I think it was much different in that uh, we were. It was more about our our dorm mm. because you know obviously you didn't have anything like the Goog. You didn't have anything anything close to that. So there was no area where we could just kind of hang out. Well, y'all locker rooms in the rock, right? Yeah. Jeez. So. Well, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't in the rock. I apologize. No, it wasn't in the rock. It was in. Um, uh, was it Joyce? Joyce. Yeah. Oh, it was in yeah. Joyce. Okay. So, okay. so, okay. so basically, yeah. the yeah. rock. That was on the other side. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> but, a while. But they, they did have some before us. Had some things in the rock, but but we were we were in Joyce, but there was no lounge areas. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. locker room, training room. Go home. Yeah. That was it. So, you know, so because of that, you know, what, and then when we had our training, uh, where I, you know, our, um, our meals, we would do, we, everybody had to go to North Dining Hall. Mm. So even if you stayed on South, you had yeah. to go eat at North. Wow. Right? That's crazy. And so it was like, what? So we all, so I was, I was alumni, so I was on the South, so I had to go all the way to North to eat. Every night, because mm. that's where you know the, yeah. um, the meals were for Sheesh. for the for players. We had to go. We had to go. So those are the kind of things that's much different. Where mm. where you know you guys go to Google and it, you know you get food. Everything is there. Everything, yeah. That wasn't that wasn't the case. Wow. So we were we were more more involved in from a student standpoint because 
you know, we, you know, we're at, we're in the dining halls regularly. Yeah. Whereas now, I don't know if any of the guys even go to to, to any dining halls. It's a yeah. small fraction. Like only the, only the younger small. guys do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe like five percent of them too. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's not, it's not regular. It's probably yeah. for those guys. They probably go. Yeah. But not regularly, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a big difference. So, so school here was much. It was much different because. You didn't see a lot of your teammates, uh, you know, outside of mm. practice, mm. you know, because, you know, you everybody, obviously everybody's spread out where they're living, um, but you had, you know, you either you ate here, you ate there, or you found something to do. And so it was, uh, it was much more uh, sporadic and it's kind of spread out to where now Everything is kind of centrally located, and guys can then make decisions from there. Got, Got you. Got you. Um, kind of missed the dorm aspect. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't get this picture out of my head of Jerome Bettis walking into, like, a, a microeconomics <laughs> class, and you sit down at a table that seats four, and you're just sitting there, and then... What do, what do kids like? Because obviously you're in class with kids yeah, our age. Right, what is, right. is it? It's got to be weirder for you than it is for them, right? Well, no question. It, I think it's weird, weird both ways. Because <laughs> 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 they're like, "What is this guy doing? Yeah, they recognize is you. Is he the professor? What's yeah. going on? No, um, not really. Uh, you know, not really. I think mm-hmm. maybe a few. One of the kids in one of my class, he was from Pittsburgh, so oh, okay. he recognized me. You know, and but for the most part, you know. I'm sitting, you know, I kind of made my, made sat, sat in the front, just about all of my classes, mm. just kind of get out the way, front corner, and and, and never fail. Each class, they said, you know, tell us your name and, and, and <laughs> tell, us, tell us something about you, right? And it's like, uh, oh. Right? And I'm just trying to stay under the radar. I was not expecting yeah. any of that. I'm thinking we're just going to get to class and go right, home. Right. You know, you know some have you write your name tag. And I'm thinking the name tag is in the front. Nobody's yeah. behind me. Nobody yeah. can see it. I'm just going to slip in. I'm going to go to class. Biggest student in the class trying right. to stay low-key. Right. I'm trying to be way under. I got my hand down. I'm chilling. And then next thing you know, they're like, well, uh, tell your name. Your uh, your class and you know where you from and and tell us something Fun about, about you, you right? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> what would you say to that? So, what, was, what was your fun oh, fact? You would say I was, <laughs> I, it was like I, it was it was odd. But what I said to myself, I said, "Well, okay, here's uh, here's my opportunity to just get it out the way, yeah, right, yeah, and, yeah. and just right. deal with it." And as it it turned out to be pretty good, so. They would come up and I was saying my name. I said, "Well, my fun fact is, um, I'm I'm returning to uh, get my degree after I think I said over 25 years being gone. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, played in the NFL and 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 had a, a long career, and now I'm back to get my degree. Right? <laughs> so that was kind of the thing. But what happened was some of the kids kind of did some research, and, and, and you know, <laughs> you hear a bunch of clicking yeah. after you yeah. say that. Yeah. 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 Did some research, and then they're like, "Oh, hey!" Yeah. So it was one of those as 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 the days went on, the questions started popping up, or uh, the guy, you know, "Hey, this or that." Uh, but the the craziest part has been uh, not the students wanting pictures, but my teachers. Oh, because like that makes sense though. Because yeah. my teachers, yeah. they, they we, I went to school with. Right, them. Yeah. So right, right. One of my professors, she was like, "Yeah, I was here. You were here." I'm like, "Oh, 
Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my brother, he was in your class. And it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's been the uh, crazy part. The, the, the youngsters, for me, it's, it's odd because I'm in the class and I'm taking notes, and they got computers, and they're typing the yeah. notes, and I'm, I'm like something. <laughs> you writing with a pencil? Yeah, I'm writing with a pencil. I'm looking around. Everybody, Everybody and I'm like, boy, I am out of touch. There's not, there's not, there's probably not one pencil sharpener in on no. campus. Oh, no, 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 I've never no seen way. a pencil sharpener. Nowhere, nowhere. So, so that was a, that, you know, and. I'm getting ready. I went to the store. I got my binders. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Out, man. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but that's it's hilarious. stuff you don't think about. Yeah, right? that is right. Right. You that's guys crazy. just, that's yeah. just natural for yeah, you guys. It's a generational gap. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. the difference, right? Mm -hmm. It's that technology gap that when I was going to school, you didn't, nobody had a computer. Mm. If you had a computer, you were like the man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then nobody, yeah. you know, and the computer was a computer in your, in your, in dorm. your dorm. It was yeah. not like, there was no laptops yeah. you thought of. You know? In the 90s, you, I mean, if you had a computer in your room, you were like, man, this yeah. guy. <laughs> what your father money. do? Yeah. <laughs> what your parents do? They, they do something real big time. You have a computer. So, so it was it was a, a unique experience uh, being back and and having that that gap trying to um, manage. But it's 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 been one of those. My professors have been great at at you know working with me and and they understand. Uh, the situations <laughs> that I'm dealing with. So they've, been, they've been great yeah, so far. That's awesome. So, uh, grew up in Detroit, Michigan, right? Mm -hmm. So, Detroit's home. Um, obviously, chose Notre Dame. I kind of want to understand, like, your process and, like, that decision. What other schools you were considering and ultimately why you chose Notre Dame? I bet it's not too far off from why yeah, we did. Yeah, great question. Um, when, I, when I left school, it was three schools that I visited. <clears throat> I had five five schools to visit, but I got sick after I came back from uh, USC. I went out to USC and got sick, and then I canceled. So I, I went, I visited Michigan, uh, Notre Dame, USC. I was supposed to visit Tennessee and Colorado. I canceled both of those mm. I got after I got sick. And I knew, after going to, to, to USC, I knew that I didn't want to go that far away from mm -hmm. home. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, my mother and father were were like big and big in terms of coming to games, and they wanted to they wanted to come. And as as a result, my mom and dad they came to every game I ever played. They only missed in college. I think they missed two games, and they never missed one in the NFL in thirteen. Mm, that's awesome. They, that's they a blessing. Every yeah, single yeah. game in that's thirteen awesome. years mm -hmm. in the NFL. So so I knew I wanted to stay close to home. And it, so it came down between Michigan and Notre Dame. And, and there was two things uh, that swayed me here uh, as opposed to going to Michigan. One was I was a fullback, and they, they had just recruited the number one tailback in the country. Uh, and I knew, realistically, he was going to carry the football, and I was going to block. Mm -hmm. But I had a, a, little more, a, a little more of a skill set to carry the football a little bit. Uh, but I understood I was a fullback, but I still, you know, wanted to get some opportunities. And the offense here uh, with Lou Holtz, the fullback 
was really the centerpiece of his offense. So the fullback ran the ball, he caught the ball, he blocked. And when the, when the, when the offense went to three wide receivers, the fullback stayed in. So there were so many pluses uh, with that. Mm. The problem was I was, a, I was an All-American linebacker as well. And so everybody wanted me to play linebacker. So mm. Michigan wanted me to start. Week one Sheesh. at linebacker, you know, oh, wow. it's like okay. you know be the man right now. Yeah. And it was just like that was a that was an incredible, you know, kind of thing. Mm. But I just knew I was too short to play linebacker. My dad was five ten. I'm I ended up being five eleven and a half. And mm. so I knew I just wasn't gonna be tall enough yeah. to play. Um and so I decided to come here because I just knew that education I thought was was going to be similar in terms of going to Michigan, going to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just knew that to give me a better chance to play mm-hmm. in the position I wanted to play, I think coming here was the best for me. Got you, know? you got you, got you, got you. And yeah, it turned awesome. out as it, my, I started after my third or fourth week here, so mm-hmm. it, it, it worked out, out well. It worked out. Yeah. I mean, obviously it, it did work out well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys, um, who's your head coach when you were here? I was Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. So. Yeah. What's your uh, I was I, I thought it was Lou Holtz. What's your favorite Lou Holtz story? What's one your go to Lou oh, Holtz story? Man. My go to Lou Holtz story is uh, uh, and uh, I uh, <laughs> so my from my freshman year to my sophomore year it was a big jump because Coach Holtz didn't like to give the football to freshmen. So oh wow like, okay. so as a, so I played fullback <laughs> mm. and in the first. Seven games, I maybe touched the ball once or twice. Right, Jeez. I mean, mm. just didn't touch it. Right, the fullback and fullbacks got the ball a lot back then, right? At, well, the fullback caught it more. Okay, out of the backfield, oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? Because I didn't know that. because yeah, I mean, back mm. now, fullback is non-existent. You yeah. don't even have a fullback. Well, then it was more of a, you know, we running, we running isolation downhill, downhill, and fullback slip out and in the flat. In the flat. And, and now, boom, you catch something and you go. Mm. Or screens, all the screens mm. went to the fullbacks and mm. stuff like that. So, so, so there, was some, there was some offense for the fullback, but he just would not allow yeah. the freshman to get the ball. Mm. So I was just, you know, I'm like, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> we got to the bowl game. We played Colorado in the Orange Bowl, and the, they defended us very well. And he gave me the ball, and I broke I broke a, a, a nice big run, right? I had like mm. 15 yards. So then he gave me the ball again. Then I had another another big run, right? Jeez. And then he gave it to me again. I got us down to the one-yard line. So I had like 40 yards in like three plays. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm cooking now. <laughs> so I get to the one. He take me out the game. <laughs> Damn. One yard. I'm the fullback. He take me out the game. Biggest dude on the field. <laughs> and he put in he put in a guy, my my big brother, who was a who was who was really a, a tailback but wanted to he was a fullback but wanted to play tailback. Mm. And he had been converted to tailback, but then for some reason coach put him back at fullback and took me out the game and I'll never forget he took he walked over and I was coming off the game, and I'm, you know, I'm I, on the one yard. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so he's just, he's just like that guy. Right here. Sean, we're gonna let the seniors win this one. And it was like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't play another down. The whole Jeez. game. The whole game. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm the reason we got down. 
<laughs> I didn't play the rest of the game. I was so sick. Wait, what quarter was that? It was like in the first half. I mean, oh, it was, like, oh it was wow. Like so it was like second quarter. I think Damn. it was like second quarter. But I mean, <laughs> nothing. So I was like distraught. Uh, so going into my sophomore year, yeah. it was like a big deal, right? Uh, it's like, yeah, he's going to have a big year. So I'm on the cover. Of, I'll never forget. I'm on the cover of the Blue and Gold Illustrated, right? <laughs> and, so, and, and so it says... My number was six, so it said the Sultan of Six, right? And I'm standing there, and I got I got the eye black on, yeah. they got sweat coming down, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. So after it comes out, I'm like feeling good, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Man, right? yeah. sophomore year, I'm on the cover, so. I'm getting all the magazines. I'm stealing all the ones. I I'm trying to send them out to everybody. Are you everybody. sending back to Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sending them to everybody, right? I'm going to every door, every um, uh, building, you uh, know, because they were like, put a couple in every building. <laughs> I was confiscating all of them, right? Yeah. So I, I get to practice. I'll never forget it. I get to practice, and... Back to start, and you know, you're on a couple different fields, everybody's uh -huh. all over. Mm. So for coach to, to call up the practice after about, you know, 30 minutes of practice, it's like, uh-oh. Somebody, Somebody did something wrong. wrong. Yeah. Somebody right. did something wrong. Oh. Exactly right, right. So I'm like, oh, whoa, somebody did something wrong, right? But I'm, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing, right? So he, he come, everybody come up, and he's like, somebody's going, some, this guy is going to cost us a national championship, right? And we like, what who? Right? <laughs> He's like, this guy thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread, right? And so I'm looking around. Like, he says, but this is your football team. I'm gonna let you guys deal with them, right? And I'm like, who who is it? Jerome Bettis, would you stand up? <laughs> My jaw dropped. I was like, I couldn't believe it, right? So I was I was just like shocked. I wasn't moving nothing, right? And he says, but this is your guy. This is your team. If you guys want to win a national championship, you're going to handle it, right? And I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> so he's like, all right, let's have a great practice, right? And so everybody goes leaving, and, and I'm thinking to myself, well, what, what does that mean for me? What, what just happened? So I get, you know, get back in, and, I, and I'm telling you, I was getting hammered all practice. Damn. Everybody oh, really? was Damn. taking shots. Oh, at me, bro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just, just I'm, I'm just taking <laughs> shots. Right? I'm getting hit in the back. I mean, I'm like, what? What is going on? So I have, a, I have a, I mean, hell of a practice, right? So yeah. I turn it up. So I'm practicing like it's a game. I'm mm. going full throttle because everybody trying to get me. So I'm like, nah, I'm punishing everybody. <laughs> Y'all trying to get me. I'm trying to get you, right? So I was just all over the place. Ah! <laughs> so after the practice, nobody's hanging around me, right? I'm walking by myself like a leper. I'm like, you know, nobody. So I'm like, all right, it's cool. Right? So I'm mad now because now I'm like, okay. And so coach pulls up. In his little car, he's driving a little golf cart around. He says, "Get in." And I'm like, "He says, how was practice?" And I'm like, "I mean, I'm like muddied up, dirty, because I'm on the ground. We were supposed to hit the ground. I'm, I'm in the ground on every play." So, so he like, "How was practice?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I was just trying to motivate you. Have a nice day." And I was like, what? <laughs> Motivate me. That's some but, old head, but, blue but, collar stuff. I mean, sure. old school. Yeah. But, but what I will say is, 
that what he did it changed the way that I began to practice. So after that practice, I just continued to go full throttle. Every, so I practiced play. as if it was a game. So mm. I just became intense just just after all of that and it it, it kind of changed my trajectory for my football career Bro. because I, I went berserk and then that was just the way I attacked everything. And then when I got into the NFL, I was the same exact way. I run 40 yards down the field every, every play and they're mm. like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just, I'm getting ready. I'm mm -hmm. getting ready for the game. You know? yeah. And that was just my thing. And so, but, but before you know it, everybody was doing it. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was, and, and I, I tell this to guys all the time, you can influence, one guy can influence the entire team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I, I, I know that is because I, I did it. When I got to Pittsburgh, I was the only one running 40 yards down the field, only one working hard, doing practice. Uh, and then everybody would tell me, hey, man, calm it down. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Mm -hmm. I only got one speed. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. And so everybody else then had to match my speed because it looked crazy on film that I'm doing all of this. And they're yeah. like, and so as it kept going, now the other running backs had to run hard, right? right? right. And then now the uh -oh, defense is getting better. Yeah. And the defense mm -hmm. mad. Yeah. They mad at us. Like, Come <laughs> on, man. Like, so they gotta run hard. Yeah. So they're like, man, because because our coach is saying, you gotta chase them, you gotta get it, right? So mm -hmm. everything sped up. And then we became a better football team. So I look back at that moment when when he did that to me, uh, and it changed, it changed my life. Uh, 100%, Definitely. but it also affected uh, the teams that I played on the from future. then going forward. So, yeah, it was yeah, a Lou, big moment. <coughs> Lou Holtz had a – my dad has a similar story to that, actually. <laughs> uh, my dad, like, he's like he uh, was a good high school player, like Gary Player of the Year, like he felt good going in. Mm. And then he had to get, like, knee surgery this summer going into college. So he was – he, like, came, like, to one of the, like, practices, like, on crutches or something, and, um, like – in the pit, I guess, mm -hmm. in that time. And Lou Holtz comes up to him, and he looks at him, looks at his knee, and then he's a freshman, right? Like yeah. he look, He's like, oh, you would have been good here. And he just walks away. Like, yes, he he play, he's like, oh, you would have been good here. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Like, does, yeah. did, like and so my dad was, like, pissed about it. He's like, I haven't even played yet. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, like I'm not just sitting out of practice or something. Like, like you said, it motivated my dad, and he, like, just made him that much better to, like, Oh, my God. Wow. That'd be so that, annoying. That's right. <laughs> and he did that all the time. Right? Jeez, did he dig deep all the time? Oh, yeah. He, he walked by a guy and said, you got hurt. And if you, you know, they have you riding the bike and stuff, he'd be like, what a waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's by, like, what? Yeah, that's it's classic. Like, I mean, it's just one week. I'm like, yeah. man. A few podcasts ago, we talked about, um, we were, like, comparing, like, our era of football with you guys' uh -huh. era. And, like, there's a lot of people, like, in your generation that say, oh, this new era is soft or these new kids are soft. And I, I wanted to get your perspective on how you thought about, like, your day-to-day, -day, like, the two days just going hard, 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 mm -hmm. all that. And we have this science, we have the analytics, and we are like, oh, stay off the ground. You can uh, practice tackling in this different way. How do you – what do you think about that? Well, I, I think it's – I think it's the evolution of the game, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's not as physical in any, by any stretch of the imagination, but it doesn't need to be. The game had to evolve because it's like any any other business model. It's like any anything that you, if it doesn't evolve, it dies. Yeah. And so if if the if the sport 
didn't evolve because when I played, I didn't know what concussions did. I didn't mm. know what what it led mm. to. Okay, right. so we were in the dark. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, so we went, you know, one hundred miles an hour, and you know, into the brick wall no, without a, without a doubt. Mm. But but now there is the the knowing. Right mm. now, you can't unknow that. Right, mm-hmm. you know what happens uh, potentially, mm-hmm. and as a result of that, the game has to evolve uh, to allow the players to play the game in a much safer and more efficient way. Mm. Uh, and yeah, a lot of people don't like it now. It's not my. It's not your grand grandfather's NFL. It's not your parents' NFL. No, but it's it's the game that it has to be because if it doesn't. Then nobody's gonna play it. Yeah, right. If it doesn't evolve, nobody's mm-hmm, gonna play right. that. I'm not gonna send my my son mm-hmm. uh, to play in this game, and it hasn't evolved. And mm-hmm. we're playing, we're playing. So, just give you an example. When I played in the NFL, I wore the same basic helmet for ten years. Sheesh. For ten, the same helmet for ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay, no new design, no the same helmet for a decade. <laughs> right? Did you wear it in college? Uh, no, I, I, well, we, it was available. I just didn't wear that kind okay. here. They had gotcha. a different kind. Is that yeah. the one with the detachable like ear pads? You could take them off. Well, the no, they, they were all detachable. But I wore, I wore uh, basically a bike back then. It was a bike helmet. Okay, and, and so back then you didn't have. Uh, the button buckles up here. Mm-hmm. You only just had the buckles here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you had buckles up here, that was a different kind of helmet, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't allow you to wear that here. So when I got to the NFL, oh, gotcha. I wore, oh, gotcha, I wore gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha. But, but, but that technology didn't evolve. Mm-hmm. So I wore the same. Imagine mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's With crazy. no no evolution. So, so the game, it, it went from the same type of helmets for like, 20 something years to all of a sudden once they knew the design kept changing every every year right. better 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 yeah. better better mm-hmm. well that's because because the evolution but also people were woke you knew yeah. that the concussions were an issue and so the game had to evolve uh, and it did mm-hmm. and so the way, the way I look at it is I think it was a necessary evil yet yeah, the, yeah, the game isn't as physical but you know what it doesn't have to be as physical as physical to still be a great game. Yeah. Yeah. How often would you guys throw the ball? Oh man. We would <laughs> when I was at we were in our heyday, if we if we threw it twenty, twenty two times, that was like a lot. Mm. Like twenty five times. Wow. If we threw it twenty five times, it was like, boy, you Air raid. And if you threw it thirty times, you that means you lost. Right. Yeah, you're behind. <laughs> that means right. If you threw it thirty, so you just y'all were sorry. Y'all lost. That was wild, <laughs> man. What's uh what's one thing that from today's game that you wish you had back when you were playing? Or one thing from when you were playing that you wish they still had now? Oh man, yeah. Good good, good question. Um shit. if if, if they weren't allowed to like hit low and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, I mean, so now head to head is like illegal. Yeah, right. right. You get, right. I mean, that was the only. I mean, that was that was it. So right. if, if people got kicked got kicked out for head to head, I mean, 
I'd be playing against like there'd be nobody. No, there's two guys on defense. Because they even they they only went at my ankles or right. tried to hit me, you know, in the head, yeah. and that was the that was it. Because I was so low, I didn't give them much to hit. Right, it was yeah. either shoulder pad, helmet, me or knees. Right, you didn't want none <laughs> of that. So. We literally had a. We went to dinner last night. and We were talking about you coming to the podcast, and we're like, okay. You're, we're at safety. You're coming to the A-gap. What's the best way to tackle? I'm not gonna give you nothing. That's, that's the problem. This is this is my answer. I, I said, uh, I said, okay. I understand he's big, and people will want to go to his legs, but his legs are moving fast, and they're big, so and they're hard to tackle. That's right. I said, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chest you up. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna take gonna, a I, shot. I, I, I'm gonna right. chest you up. We're gonna both go to the ground. It's not gonna look good for me. No, but no, no. Next we're play. not both gonna go to the ground though. <laughs> See, that's the mistake right there. You know. We got we got some turf. We got some see, turf. We can light it up. That part I'm, I'm certain of. I know those tricks. I know how to do that. Because the key is, I always play the game with the safeties because I knew the safeties had a responsibility, but. They didn't really want, want to. to have to go head up because it's a big difference in weight, yeah. right? The yeah. linebackers and me, we brought even. Now the safeties, now it's like, okay, they're giving up 20, 30. With me, they was giving up 40, right? Yeah. So now I know, I know <laughs> in their decision, heads. Bro. No, I know in their heads they don't want to have to throw their body in there. They don't want to. They yeah. want to try to get me down. So – the first thing they're gonna do is they're gonna say, "All right, I'm just gonna get in there and I'm just gonna give I'm gonna just give it, give up the body. If I may I may get ran over, but I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get the tackle right. Mm. Okay. So, <laughs> well, 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 first the aggressive the, the aggressive guy is gonna say, "I'm just gonna go in in there and then I'm gonna dive. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot my gun and see what <laughs> happens." Right. Okay. So that guy, that's who I get first, right? Because I'm, I'm coming in with shoulder pad all day with you because I know <laughs> you trying to run up in there and just shoot. So I'm going to stick you shoulder pad helmet and then I'm going to lift up on you and then now you're in trouble because you got no more leverage, right? So, bro, I'm going to have nightmares, bro. <laughs> you may tackle me, right? You may tackle me, but I'm going to make you hurt. I'm going I'm to make you hurt, mm, right? Because right. I want to really... I want to shake your bones a little bit, right? Rattle the bones. So then the second time you come at me, you're going to like, oh, shit, I ain't going to do that again. <laughs> so the second time you're going to shoot low. Then that's when I bring the legs up, boop, boop. Right. And now I'm through. Then the third time you say, okay, shit, that didn't work. I got it. <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and sacrifice the body, and I'm just going to make the tackle. And then that's when I hit you and spin off of you. I use your body to propel me another way. So yeah. I'm thinking the whole time how I'm going to get away from you every time you do it. That's so wild. the thought that you said, oh, yeah, we just both going to go down? Nah. <laughs> see, I'm opposing this. I'm going to just go at your leg. Yeah. But. And, and I know. See, that's the thing. I'm expecting that because yeah. I know you don't want to tackle me up high, right? So you're going to go at my legs. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fake you out. I'm, I'm going to dip. Like I'm dipping the shoulder, which is mm -hmm. gonna make you shoot. Yeah. And then that's when I'm gonna go, I'm gonna jump. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm expecting yeah. you to do that. Yeah. So, so that's why you, there is gonna be a little bit of gamesmanship mm -hmm. that you're gonna have 
the really good ones. Right. Because they're gonna they're gonna be setting you up. Just like yeah. you setting up mm-hmm. you setting up a play, you see quarterback doing something, you're like, okay, if you do that again, I got it. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So you it's the same cat and mouse game that you played maybe with the quarterback or with that receiver that you know when he he's dipping, he's gonna come on that inside route. You see it. And you're like, I've been, I've been watching it on tape. I, I got a feel for what he wants to do. It's the same thing that we do in terms of offensive versus the defensive guys. So mm-hmm. just know that battle will <laughs> intensify <laughs> when you get to the next level. My, uh, my thought process when I was telling Cam last night, I was like, I'm not going to die. If, if, if I chest you <laughs> I'm up, not gonna I'm, die. Not, I'm not going to die. It's going to hurt, but I'm going to chest you up. Um, it's going to hurt. There's going to be some oohs and ahs, but we're both going to the ground, in my opinion. We're both going to the ground. Get up. For next play. Next play. Man, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's in my theory, plan. That's my plan. In theory. In theory. You see, <laughs> now, I have broken some collarbones, mm-hmm. right? And so, because guys come in there physical, mm-hmm. and so I'm bigger, so... Yeah. The law of physics say something's gonna break. I got heart though. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, so, but what I'm gonna do? See, what I'm gonna do for him because because he's uncertain. Uh. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna stick him with a little bit to sit him down. Yeah. And then, yeah. That's, it. that's it. Because I know what he, he he he's gonna come and he's gonna do this. Just to, like I, I got you either way. I'm like, uh, okay, good. Then I'm gonna, then I, but I'm gonna stick him like a little low one to sit him down. Yeah. And was I got the, him. Was there one safety that uh that was that like, got you that got you that had your number a little bit? Ooh, good question. Uh, or DB in general. I tell you what, I, one guy he got me in college. I'm trying to think who was that. Uh, what's his name? He just um. Uh, the general manager for the 49ers. Um, uh, he, uh, he just got the Hall of Fame, right? He went to the Hall of Fame. John Lynch. John Lynch yeah. played yeah. for the. He played for Stanford. And when I was here, <laughs> we lost to Stanford. We were we were the number one team in the country. We lost to Stanford. Bill Walsh was the head coach at the 49ers. He left the 49ers after they won those championships mm-hmm. and went back and coached at Stanford for like. One or two years or whatever. Mm. And we played Stanford at home. And John Lynch, I'll never forget, he hit me. And, I mean, he didn't he didn't even tackle me. He just came in at such he hit me and the bar dropped straight down. Right, Damn. and so I was Did you like, fall? unbelievable. No, I mean I went down to get the ball. Uh, like, <laughs> it wasn't like he just like cracked me. Everybody like, oh man, John Lynch got him, and yeah. I was just like, I'm so pissed off, right? Uh, yeah. And we ended up losing the game, right? Sheesh. And so then we play in the NFL, and uh, so I was always trying to get him. Like fall. I was always <laughs> trying to get him. I'm like, oh, get right, John, I'm gonna get you. I can't wait to get you. And I could never really get a really yeah. clean shot. I do not want to be on that <laughs> list. <laughs> I was at the job for so long, man. But the problem is he's such a good guy right. that mm. whenever I saw him, it was just like, like John, I want to get you. <laughs> he's a great guy, so we had we uh, we we had a great relationship. Uh-huh. But I. I just always wanted to get him. I never could, could get him back uh, oh, for that second. one. That's a tough one. That's hilarious, oh, though. Cool now. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're great. But but we were cool then. There was it was never a a 
adversarial relationship. Mm -hmm. It was just one of those, he got me and I wanted to get him back. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you That's gotta get one. Yeah, yeah it's sports. sports. Yeah. Like, you got me, you made a big play on me, I just want to get you back mm -hmm. and I could never really get him back. Because just about everybody who I had on the hit list, I was able to get back. <laughs> the um, hit list. Any other, any other notable <laughs> names on there? Um... Yes, I'm trying to think. Hit list. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think some, some guys that you would know. I mean, uh, I didn't really have a hit list. I, one of the biggest battles I had was with Ray Lewis because Ray mm -hmm. played in Baltimore. We pl I played in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I played so we twice played a year. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a, a for real, for real. And at the time, we were the two best teams uh, in the division. And usually if, if we beat them – uh, you know, they won. They won a Super Bowl in in our time, and we won one. So it was one of those. Both of us were good teams for for a lot of years, right? Mm -hmm, and yeah. so, and we we had a, a hell of a matchup every time we played. It was one of those. They knew where I was going to be. I knew where they were going to be, it and it was just best a, man win. Just yeah. the best man win. It was just right. a battle. So so we had we had some some monster rivalries uh, back then. Also, another guy that that was that was awesome was um, Junior Seau. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. He was this, he was legendary, and I, I tell you a funny story with Junior Seau. So he went to USC, and just so happens on my visit to USC, he was about to graduate. He mm -hmm. was you know graduating. So I never forget. I go out there, and it's it was you know January, so it's freezing back in Detroit and out out in California it was like 65 like 70 degrees mm -hmm. and so that's why I got sick because I'm I've got a t-shirt on and I'm like right. just hanging out yeah. right? <laughs> but I but we went to a party one night and I see I saw Junior Seau and I'll never forget he had this brand new red Grand Cherokee you know back in the day I'm like oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He got out and he had a tank top on, and I'm if I'm telling I'm not I'm not lying. This guy had more muscles. <laughs> like, yes, you know, I'm 17, 18. I was just like, whoa! <laughs> he was so chiseled, right? He had muscles everywhere. I was like, who is that? Right? I didn't know who he was. Right? He was right like, yeah. who is that dude? And he was like, oh, that's Junior Seau. He going to the league. I'm like, what position did he play? Right? And he said, linebacker. When he said linebacker, my heart just kind of dropped because I was like, that's what linebackers look like? <laughs> in college? I was like, I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> that dude was like chiseled like a god almost, man, back then. And it was just, and I just didn't realize he was a freak of nature. Mm, yeah. Uh, right. Nobody else looked like him. But when I saw him, I was like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you were like, um, like 5'10", 250? I was, uh, I don't know, my, coming out of high school, I was 5'10 and a half, 235. 235. Out of high school. And what did you play at in college? In college, I played at 250. I, I finished up at 252. Got you. How'd you stay like fast and like agile? Like, what'd you do? Is there any? I was blessed because coming out of high school, I I ran a um, a four four 
at two thirty. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's, that's not just that's crazy. That's OD. I gotta rethink my tackling style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think he went? <laughs> I gotta rethink my tackling style. When I ran, when I ran for the NFL, I ran. Uh, I was two fifty, two fifty four, and I ran a four five two. And so that's why they said I could play tailback mm. because once I ran the time. They, they looked at me as a tailback and not a fullback. Mm. And that's how I was able to get drafted so mm. high because they figured I could play tailback, yeah. which, which was right. Gotcha. Because up until my senior year, I mean, my junior year at Notre Dame, I had never played tailback. Mm-hmm. I played tailback. Uh, again, Coach Holtz didn't like running uh, freshmen. Mm-hmm. And both of our running backs got hurt. And we were about to play. We were about to play Air Force, and he said the only way Air Force can beat us is if we fumble the football. So, Jerome, you play tailback. So he put me at tailback. Never had played. Didn't know any of the plays or nothing. <laughs> I played that game. Had like hundred some yards rushing, and then he would play me at the end of every game. Like if we had a lead, just to like run out the clock. Mm-hmm. And and then teams saw that and said. Mm. And then once I ran the forty time, they said, "Well, sh- we think he can play tailback." Wow. Mm. And that's kind of how mm. how I ended up playing tailback that's after crazy. never having played it ever, ever. That's crazy. Um, I want to know one thing. Like, what's up with the the arm the arm sleeves, the elbow sleeves? <laughs> what? Well, I always yeah, wonder why it doesn't like it, it it look the, good, feel good, play good type thing. Or it, yeah. Do so, something? so when I was here, when I was here, that was just kind of a. a just to kind of a look, we we went right, and then as a as a running back, we it would help us help us c- carry the ball because so we so got some grip on it, it. Got grip yeah. on it, gotcha. right? And so that was cheating. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was. It was. Just a little bit. In that, just giving ourselves a look, the best chance, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when I got to the NFL, a company actually made them. With a different kind of material in the middle to help me grip it even more, mm-hmm. right? And so, <laughs> and and because the actual sleeves that we wore were were sleeves for your for your um, um, leg. Oh, they were you know. So let's say if you if you you know you pull your calf muscle and you put a little oh, sleeve, yeah, 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 you put yeah. a you want a tight sleeve on. Mm. That's what those were. They Got were you. for okay. they were for your leg, but we, but I but it I fit on your arm. Put on your they put right here. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> the leg sleeve was fitting on yeah. your arm. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So I made it. Yeah. You made it work. Right, you made right, it work. right. And so I went with it and. uh and it, it did. It helped. It helped out. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there was no rule against it. Right. So it actually wasn't cheating. Right. It's like taking advantage of your of your yeah. opportunity. Right. Yeah. Right. That's all. Right. It wasn't cheating. That's funny. So talk about your draft process a little bit. You went what top ten? Ten. ten. Yeah. Oh, did you go ten? Ten pick. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Talk about that a little bit. Um. So, so for me, it was uh, it was interesting because. I was at at one point the number one running back on the board because Garrison Hurst was the other running back. Mm-hmm. He had played at Georgia, but they after the combine they found out that he didn't have he had a uh, he didn't have a um, uh, ACL. Hmm? He had torn he had torn it as a kid or whatever, and oh wow, he didn't have it. ACL. Wow, right? so he was just playing on it in he, college he, like that. I mean, he's yeah, whole career he never even knew. 
He never even knew. That's crazy. And Heinz Ward, same same thing. Heinz Ward didn't uh, know ACL tour with both with the Georgia and, and mm. both with the Georgia. And mm. so Garrison Hurst, wow. so he had dropped out of the, t- the the first round. He ran a four three, like a four three three. They said, "Oh, he's good." <laughs> they said, oh, nothing wrong with him. He's fine. Yeah. And and so he ends up uh, going as the first running back. And, and and when you know it, his rookie year, he blow out his knee. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. How about that, wow, right? But, but he, he ended up having a a, a really good uh, NFL career. He played, mm. I think, 11, 12 years. So he, mm. he had a he had a great career. But um so so going into that, there was a lot of like, hey, you know, I think you're gonna be here, you're gonna be here, a lot of saying this. Um, because I was a fullback playing tailback. People were still a little bit iffy if I could make that conversion. Yeah. Um, but um, the more and more people, you know, came around me. I went interviewed. I went to, I went to visit the the Broncos. I went to visit the Jets. I think. I mean, and had great visits. I went to Arizona. Went out to Arizona. Visit the Cardinals. Had you know had some great visits with with the uh, the coaches and you know they asked me what I. My philosophy is like, you know, just give me the rock. Philosophy, man. Uh, watch me burn. Now. And so that was yeah, but 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 the the traveling, all of that, and then I was trained I was training out in, in Denver at the time, uh getting ready for um the combat. Combine. Is it is it similar to the same training that like people are doing now? Yeah, yep. oh, same gotcha. thing, same Where? thing. And so it was, uh, it was similar. I ran at, at pro day uh, here, uh, and didn't run it at the combine. So we just had a better uh, uh, opportunity to control the environment, mm-hmm. and and so did that. But but ultimately, uh, the one thing I regret now uh, is that. When I went that second semester, I kind of pulled back from school, mm. and so I wouldn't be have, I wouldn't have to be here this semester. <laughs> and so uh, that that is a regret. Uh, mm. You know, one thing if I had a chance to do it over, I would I, I would have stayed. I, I would have trained, uh, but I would have still tried to stay connected a little bit with that semester because you know. At the end of the day, C's get degrees. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, you didn't have to have a great, a great <laughs> semester, but you just needed a semester. Right. right. Um, so that that would have been if I had a chance to do it over. That's what I would have done. Got you. Got you. Can you uh, that's a little bit different? Can you like describe? You kind of talked to us mm-hmm. when you came to and talked to the team. You talked about it a little bit, but the the Super Bowl season. How was that? Like the feeling of like winning it, and then you retired after that. Yeah, correct? I would oh, yeah. right. Immediately, right? <laughs> <laughs> on the podium, on the podium. Um, so, so, so for me, it was it was unique because the year before, I had really retired. The year before we won, okay. we had just lost uh, AFC Championship game to the Patriots, um, and I had just had finished my twelfth season. I just knew that physically, my body was starting to break down. Um, 
I wore number 36, and the three and the six were starting to move far. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew, I knew that it was one of those things. Like, it's like, oh, man, I, got, I ain't got much left. Um, and so, but, but the guys convinced me to come back. I didn't even know this at the time. The Super Bowl was in my hometown of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't know, right? But, so they told me, hey, in that year we had went we went fifteen and one, mm-hmm. and that was Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year, mm-hmm. and we had an incredible team. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, like, that's like a, a few streets. Yeah, I mean, he was a rookie quarterback, and we still went fifteen and one. We yeah. were we were that good all across the the uh, board, and so as it turns out, they said, "Listen, Super Bowl is going to be in Detroit. You got to come back." And then, and you know, I'm saying to myself, "Man, I don't think I don't know." And, and <laughs> I decided to come back that year and, you know, thinking that you're right, we were 15 and one. We, we got a great team. We should be, yeah. you know, we pick up right where we left off. Well, that didn't happen. And we were like terrible. Mm. And it came down to like the last four games. We had to win all of them just to be the last seed in into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But we got in. And mm. once we got in, we were we had been playing playoffs for the four weeks prior to the playoffs because if we lost we were out. Yeah, right. So we were in playoff mode mm-hmm. four weeks before everybody else. So we were we were rocking and rolling by the time we got to the playoffs. And so we we, we got to the playoffs, man, we, we were incredible. We went we had to go on the road to every game and um and we got to the Super Bowl in hometown Detroit. It was it was amazing. But awesome. when I go back and think about the the Super Bowl, the run and all of that, you know, and obviously you get the ring and and but the one thing uh, about that that whole run is I realized about being a champion. It's not so much the result as it is the process. Mm. Because you cannot cheat the process yeah. if you want to be a champion. There is no way around it. It's only one way, and it's mm. going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to be physical. Yeah. But it's only one way. And you may not ever win it, but th- it's only one way to go to yeah. get there, mm-hmm. to win it, yeah. right? And and so and that's what I think all of us as players realized that that process is what makes you a champion. Yeah. Uh, because you're able to get through it and and make it all happen and hold that trophy up. But that's the last piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. holding that trophy up. Definitely. Right. We always talk about, like, we don't know, like, what we're going to do after football. Like, we, it's a part of us. It's instilled in us. And you had the very yeah. pinnacle Super Bowl, and then very next year you're you're done. Like, how yeah. is that playing on your mental? I'm, I, I tell, and, and so this is, having come back to school, this has now kind of been my mission to, to let people know that, you know, especially with Notre Dame, everybody says, you know, you, you, four years, you, you know, four for 40. You mm-hmm. get four years, right. you get four. And, and that's true, but... I think people have to also understand, especially us uh, athletes at the university, that that dream of playing in the NFL, have to understand as well that it's not just a four for forty. It is you can have the you know a lot of people say, well, 
if you don't make it, you have you gonna have a Notre Dame degree, and you'll you'll be you'll be a success either way. Yeah. And I and and I I stop and say, whoop, whoop, pause, time out. Regardless of if you do make it to the NFL, because a lot of people have to understand when you go to the NFL, let's say you have a a good career, not a great career. A, a really good career in the NFL is seven years, right? Mm. right? I mean, outstanding outstanding career is 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame career may be 13, 14 years, right? Yeah. But let's just say you have a incredible career, 10 years. You, you're 33 years old. Exactly. Right. You're 33 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. You still have a lot of life to live, right? Mm-hmm. And so that degree will be useful at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And so... What you have learned, it will be useful going forward. And so that's what I'm, you know, kind of my mission is to let guys know that even if you do have a great career, you're still going to need that degree, yeah. right? You're still going to need something to do because you still financially, you can still be set, but you still need something to do. Yeah. Like to occupy yourself because yeah. that's 100%, how we've been because knowing. If, yeah. if you're not evolving, like I said earlier, you're dying. Yeah, yeah. So you have to keep and continue to evolve and grow. Yeah. And the growth is is that much better when you have that degree mm-hmm. from Notre Dame. It opens so many more doors, so many more opportunities um, for yourselves uh, when it's all said and done. And I think ultimately that becomes uh, the, the plan, the idea. If you do that, then that leads to even more success. Yeah. That's definitely something we can all take with us. Like everybody goes here and everybody across college football. It's like our dream, first dream, obviously get to the NFL, have play as long as we can, have a successful career. But then after that, like you said, you're early thirties at best. And it's, you have a lot of life to live. And if you're just at that point, haven't versed yourself in any other categories, you just feel kind of empty without football. Yeah. And, and I think Notre Dame does a great a job of guys of are doing that. So yeah, like yeah. mentally ill, yeah. And, and yeah. so, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's become a big problem for guys. It's not become; it's been a big problem for a lot of a lot of players because, just like you said, they you know you, you go and you say that's the dream. I want to do it. You play, and then now what? Right. And, and and I say that to say that is the problem. And so, and here's the cycle. Okay. So you come out, your goal was to play football, mm-hmm. right? Play football, you make some you make good money. Now all of a sudden you retire. Now, let's say, you know what? I want to do something, right? Let's yeah. start a company, right? You don't know how to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Business-wise because you never done anything business-wise. Yeah. Well, Let's say you've got $10 million in the bank, right? And you're yeah. like, man, I got $10 million. I made it, I'm, uh, but I want to do something. Okay, well, let's, I want to start, I'm going to start a widget company with my best friend because he's been working at a widget company mm-hmm. and he knows how to make widgets, mm-hmm. right? Because right. he's been working at the widget company for 10 years. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay, we're going to make widgets. So you go into this widget business and, and, He's worked at the company, but he doesn't know how to manufacture the widgets. He doesn't mm-hmm. know how to sell the widgets, but yeah. he's been at the widget company. So yeah. now all of a sudden, you put you put this money into this company, and now all of a sudden, it goes down the, the tank. Now all of a sudden, that nest egg that you had, 
becomes that much smaller, right? Yeah. And yeah. then now the fear sets in. Oh man, I got to do something because now I'm in trouble. Right. Now, all, and, but again, you're only 35 years old. Exactly. Right. So, so now it becomes the next failure, and then you're busted. Mm-hmm. You're broke. Yeah. Right. And so that it can happen that fast because guys aren't they, they're not prepared. Okay for the next stage of their lives because they don't have that degree. They mm. don't have right. the resources of a Notre Dame yeah. uh, that allows you to meet these people, to understand what this business is about, to learn from this person before I go into business on my own. You know what? Let me let me go uh, intern, work with him, and, and see how he does it. Yeah. And, but it, uh, Notre Dame allows us to have that opportunity. Mm. And, and so going forward down the road, those opportunities become the reason that when the athlete retires and he's done after having gone to Notre Dame, he has a tendency to have more success than the other players. The average player. Yeah. They need, Notre Dame needs to use this as like the opening to a recruiting pitch. Recruiting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, for we sure. can sell it to him. We <laughs> 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 sell these uh, ten minutes to him. But uh, y'all want to get into the, the rapid? Yeah, I was gonna ask yeah. like one more thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, get yeah. Into it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's our last topic before yeah. we get into a more fun thing. But uh, I wanted to kind of know, like you mentioned, guys like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, like these are people like you mm-hmm. played against. I wanted to know, like with Heinz Ward, Troy Polamalu. You play with James Harrison, too, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, like these are guys who had su- sustained success in the NFL, and you saw them on a day-to-day basis. What's, like, one common thread between them that, like, made them so successful and have such longevity and success? Oh, wow. Great question. <clears throat> and looking at all of those guys, <clears throat> mm. all of them, if there's one trait, uh, because the, the one outlier is Troy. Because Troy was so quiet, his demeanor uh, was so laid back. But once he got on the field, like a flip switch. all of those guys were intense. Mm, every Hawaiian intense. player I've ever yeah. <laughs> Every Hawaiian player. Intense. I mean, he was, uh, and we sat next to each other in the locker room, right? And he's the funniest guy. We laugh and joking, quiet. Oh, JP, stop it. And he gets out, and he becomes, and we call him, a, we we call him the Tasmanian Devil because it was just like, just what? Who was this guy, right? And he just was flying around, throwing his body around, and he was amazing. But all of these guys, all of them, Hines, same guy. He used to laugh, so he used to had this thing where he laughed on the field, he because he always was smiling. But he was like intense, trying to trying to to to, to hurt you. I mean, he was a receiver, right. and he was knocking defensive guys out, right? right? Mm. But but he was so intense in that way. And then, then James, James was, we called him um, Silverback. I mean, because he was like, this, I mean. Strong as a gorilla. Oh, he was, man. He was the strongest guy, about the strongest guy on the yeah. team. But one of the, I mean, short, I mean, he was just. A big muscle, mm-hmm. um, and we his, we had two nicknames for him: Debo from Friday <laughs> and, uh, and Silverback. <laughs> uh, so, but but again, intense mm-hmm. when they lined up, and, and, and all of everybody was great off the field, mm-hmm. great 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 guys on the field, wound up like a missile, mm-hmm. all of them. You know what Sheesh, I mean? Yes. And I think 
I think that's the that's the ability that you have to have is you have to have the ability to lock in and focus um, and, and be so intense where you know exactly what's going on around you. You've prepared. You, you're ready to go. And mm. it's not a, it, no, it's not a game. It's mm. not a, no, no, it's not a game. This is business. Yeah. Right. And, and that has to be the mentality. And that's what the mentality was with all those guys. But as soon as the play was over, as soon as the whistle, mm. it was like. Back to normal. Back to normal. Right, right, right. <laughs> back right, to normal. Right. But lock in. All those guys, man. If you got it, you got it in between them. They they was gonna put you down. <laughs> for real, for real. Talk about practice. Wait, one one last question. Talk about yeah. practice with Troy Palomalu because I know. So so Troy awesome. now Troy was 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 unique in that he had a sixth sense for the football, so he just knew the ball's gonna be over there. Right? Him he, jumping over the he, line of scrimmage yeah, and stuff yeah. like he, that. He's yeah. supposed yeah. to be over yeah. here. Mm. He's supposed to be lined up over here, but he ended up over here. It's like, Troy, why are you over here? <laughs> <laughs> I knew the ball was gonna be over. It's like, dude, you weren't supposed to be over here. <laughs> so, you know, he just had a had a six sense for for knowing where the ball was gonna be, right? So in practice, he you know, he wouldn't want to hurt none of us, right? Mm. So he would just like be like, he'd just say, Oof. <laughs> he just like jump in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> he make that sound. <laughs> he was just him letting us know that I, I right. was right here, right. baby. I was right there. And uh, he have his hair flying. It was just, it Jeez. was crazy. But he would just, he just let you know. I, I, I had you, buddy. That's, I had you. that's crazy because that's, that's literally crazy. every single Polynesian player that's every been at Notre every, Dame since I've been here. Yeah. It's like very mild manner off the field, like yeah. carry themselves soft very well, soft spoken. Once they get on the field, they're like doing like war chants and like right. every, just, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. going all the it's, way. It's, <laughs> like what screws me here, dog? It's crazy. Good to have him on your side, though, for yeah, sure. Definitely. For sure. No oh yeah. Um, do you want to do the questions, like, or yeah, I'll get it. Okay. Um, so we do this thing where we ask every guest just like thirty to forty, this rapid fire questions. You ask, you answer as fast as you can. Just some fun questions. Okay. Yep. So, um, are we doing the timer now? Uh, no. No. So. Okay. <laughs> sure. First, um, Detroit or Atlanta? Ooh, Detroit. Um, steak or lobster? Steak. Reese's or Hershey's? <sighs> Hershey's. <laughs> turkey bacon or turkey burgers? Turkey bacon. Um, how much money would someone have to pay to travel for, to space for a day? How much money would I pay? Would someone have to pay you, you to go to space for an entire day? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Nine digits. <laughs> uh, perfect vacation spot. Puerto Vallarta. Mm -hmm. You got to put me on to that one. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Really? Wait, take a pause. Where is that? <laughs> it's in Mexico. Okay. okay all right. Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. spring break. There, it's on like the Pacific Coast. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's crazy. Four Seasons there is crazy. Mm -hmm. Word. Um, more in the afternoon person. Afternoon. Uh, college football or the NFL? NFL. Okay. Beach or lake? Beach. LeBron or Kobe? Guys are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go cold. Though. I gotta go cold. Um, would you rather rush for three touchdowns or rush for the game winning touchdown? Uh, game winner. Game winner. Game winner. Um, do aliens exist? Yeah. 
<laughs> um, for sure. Somebody. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Uh, Christmas. Big dog or small dog? Big dog. <laughs> favorite movie? Godfather. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Childhood or adulthood? Adulthood. Wow, that's new. I had money. <laughs> <laughs> I was broke as a kid. <laughs> I don't want to go back. <laughs> uh, favorite dinner spot in Detroit? Favorite dinner spot in Detroit? Yeah. Hmm. Could be a hole in the wall. It could be a hole in the wall? Yeah. <laughs> could be a Chinese joint. <laughs> oh, man, y'all guys, that's a good one. Favorite? Oh, Coney Island, there you go. Um, um, yeah, Lafayette, Coney Island. Gotcha. Um, what dish do you cook the best? Do I cook the best? Stir fry. Stir fry? Mm. Like a good stir fry. Would you ever skydive or have you skydived? No way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Would you rather travel to the past or the future? Go back to the past. If I can do it again. You better go to... Okay. What's your biggest fear? Failure. Mm, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite book? Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why do white guys have all the fun by Reginald Lewis? By Reginald Lewis? Okay. Mm. Uh, would you rather travel to Europe or Asia? Europe. And would you rather live in Cali or Florida? Florida. Word. It's money. I'm going uh, to add one more. Okay. Your all-time uh, golfing foursome, <laughs> including you. So all three other people. golfing Ooh, foursome. Good. You could pick wow. any three people to golf with. Ooh-wee. Well, that's this for all of us. All of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all of us. Um, <laughs> Arnold Palmer. They don't have to be golfers now. I know. I okay. Know. I okay. Honor Palmer, he's, he's the greatest. I mean, and he's a, and he's a he's a Pittsburgh guy. So. Oh, is he? Yeah. He, I know that. He was. Mm. His he grew up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, which is thirty forty five minutes from from mm. Pittsburgh. Got you. So, our training camp is was ten minutes from where he where he uh, his golf course and where he lived. Mm. So it was right there. Mm. Um, uh, so I went over and got a chance to spend spend a little bit of time with them. Um, so that that's one in the foursome. Um, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have uh, Tiger in the foursome. Mm, yeah. My dad in the foursome. I lost my dad some years ago, so I would love to play, be able to play eighteen holes with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that would complete the foursome. <laughs> yeah. I was say, yep, that's for <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm trying to slip in, slip in five. <laughs> you can bring a caddy. You can bring a caddy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, dad, dad would be he he complete the foursome. Word, that's a good foursome. You um, I'll go myself. Um, oh really? Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Captain Obvious. Just four of me's. <laughs> just me. Just four of me's. Uh, nah, I would go uh, Conor McGregor. Oh. 
That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting. interesting. That'd be uh, hell of a round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Conor McGregor. I would go um, Elon Musk. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. And then, then I go like Kevin Hart. Somebody like so keep it light. Keep, keep it light. Because yeah. yeah. Connor's gonna be wanting to fight everybody. He wants to fix every problem, and then it, right. it, and then he, Kevin can make it funny. I'm gonna go with um, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go Dennis Rodman. Probably won't make it 18. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no chance. Um, I'm gonna go with John Daly. Okay. Probably and won't either. There's <laughs> a tie between Barack Obama and Kanye. So I like that. That's yeah, good. that's good. I'm kind of with you, Kyle. I was I was thinking like Will Ferrell. Yeah. One of them. Oh, I was gonna hilarious. say Tiger too, because I feel like that. Would, like, why not? Right. Mm. And then I'd probably get like you guys probably don't know who this is, but Chase Utley played for the yeah. Phillies. Baseball player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know that. I always, is that your uh, favorite baseball player? Uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up always watching him. I, I like loved his attitude and everything. Like, He'd always like sprint through first, even if he was like out by a mile. Like that's like, <laughs> like everyone. Like I grew up, and I was like, I, I like that dude. And, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to you know kick with him for four hours. You know, sure. Yeah, that'd be dope. You just spoke that into existence. Once you know that, that, you know that? that? some somewhere down the line, you're gonna golf with Chase Utley. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was just so. It was so it was, random. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so random. Yeah. It was like that's that's gonna happen. Yeah. That's gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up there. Yep, Jerome, no appreciate you for coming on. Thank you guys. Appreciate that. Can we hit it? Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey. <laughs> we got technology now. Uh, <laughs> nah. um, appreciate you. Good luck the rest of the semester. I hope, I hope, I hope you do well. Uh, hope you graduate hey, finally. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, good luck to you on the, ne- on the rest of the semester. This is gonna be it's gonna be heavy on you because teams are going to come want you to fly in. Right, this. right. Mm-hmm. You just gotta. Make sure you get this last semester under your belt because you. trust me, you are going to you'll thank me for it later. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. it was funny. We appreciate yeah. you, man. I thank yeah. you for coming on, man. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, appreciate y'all listening uh, again. It's Jerome Bettis, uh, football legend, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. The volume. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season, and so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. 
You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.